What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Good evening, Dolphins fans. Welcome to another episode here of On the Fence Side with Kat and Paul. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, all of our social media outlets, as well as the Fansided Network and FinFanatic.com. I'm Brian Cat NFL. Paul is, is still fanatic underscore pick. Fanatic underscore pick on Twitter. The Dolphins stay in the win column here, beating the Chicago Bears in dramatic fashion, 35 to 32. I was lucky enough to be at the game here and, uh, yeah, it was it, it was it was a good time. And and before I I, I we we get into the game, Paul, I've I, I've got to share a story with everybody. Uh, I I ran into Michael Dieter's dad, and um, basically what happened. So we were outside um, after the game. You know, I, I, every Dolphins fan that has a jersey usually I I try to go up and, and talk to. And I noticed there were three people with Dieter jerseys, number sixty three. So then I went, I, I went up to one of them and I, I shook his hand. And I said, I've got to know the story. Like, are you guys related to Michael Dieter? And he said, yeah, I'm his dad. And I said, I said to him, I said, well, one day he might, I, I think he's going to be a pretty decent center of guard. And uh, you don't want to hear that, but that's your son. And, um, and he said to me, he's already a good center of guard. And I go, eh. <laughs> I wasn't trying to be a jerk, but that's that's how I feel about him. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I hope nobody like runs into my mom one time and you know, like um like Sunday hey, cat may be a good podcast host. He's already a good podcast host. Yeah, you one eh. of these days cat's gonna be a decent <laughs> podcast host. And and if you said eh, He'll be okay one day. Uh, that's that's it. Oh man! But uh, what did you share that with you? Um, but Paul, it's it, it's it's great to stay in the win column here. Dolphins uh, win thirty-five, thirty-two. Obviously, some problems with stopping Justin Fields. There were some problems with stopping Lamar Jackson several weeks ago, and now you've got you know two different, you know running back or quarterbacks who were special at running the football that the Dolphins could not stop. And I, I don't know if that's an issue or what, or what, but a lot of broken tackles today from Justin Fields. Yeah, no, I mean, it's Justin Fields is just getting special at doing that. The one guy that really seemed to be able to combat it is a guy that's sometimes on the field, sometimes not but a guy that I know that you're a big fan of, and it, it seemed like Duke Riley was very good at, at getting there um, to help kind of prevent that in moments and, and, and force things. But no, it's, I developed a healthy sense of respect for Justin Fields legs in this game. Uh, and it, it's very much a sense of, you know, McDaniel's a big fan of letting them do the things that aren't going to actually beat you, but keep them preoccupied. Uh, that said, yep. I, one thing I do want to bring up here is somebody 
I pointed out and thought was on the brink um, on the brink of having a breakout game, and and I felt like he did a little bit today, and that's Cole Komet. Yeah, I I, I dismissed Cole Komet pretty easily when uh, we did our our show. Uh, he caught two touchdowns today, five catches, forty one yards. Uh, also got two handoffs too, which is kind of weird. Um, well, one handoff, and then he took a direct snap for a first down. Yeah, they, you know, the 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 Bears did a lot of trickery here today, uh, offensively, and you know, I do have to say too. I mean, I, obviously, when you have 178 rushing yards from Justin Fields, that's a problem. But the running backs who heading into this game for the Bears averaged over five yards a carry on the year, 21 carries. Uh, 59 yards so they did a good job stopping that inside game and I you know I thought I thought when it came to fields it's it's not like they were blindsided with what he could do there they just I, I thought he they had him bottled up so many times and then he just broke tackles I mean one of them was a 60 yard run another one was a 20 something yard another you know 17 yards he just got away from them you know, just a lot of broken tackles. There really were. And, you know, <clears throat> that said, you know, we, we can congratulate Justin Fields on his, his record performance running the ball today. Or we can start congratulating some of our players and their record performances. Tyreek Hill, the fastest in the Super Bowl era to 1,000 yards. And not only that, he surpassed 1,100 yards in the same day. It's um, crazy. It's Tua um, he is really showing that he's the guy this year. He's only played seven games in, in those seven games, two of them, he got hurt in. And, and those are the only two that he didn't throw for over 250 yards. He's thrown for over 250 yards, five times this season. Two of those have been for 300 plus, And one of those has been for 450 plus yards. He's third in the NFL in completion percentage. Average completion yardage, he's first. Yards per game, he's fifth. Passing touchdowns, he's sixth, despite having two less games than most of the guys on this list. Touchdown percentage, he's second. Interception percentage, he's fourth. He's first in number of times sacked, and he's he's first in QBR. On top of that, you've got Tyreek, who's first in yards, first in receptions. He's already surpassed his season totals for receptions for 2016, 2017, and 2019. His 1,104 yards so far surpasses his 2016 and 2020 season totals. Um, and then Damn. you look at Waddle. Waddle's fifth in yards, 10th in receptions. And they're doing a crazy amount of stuff. On top of that, people were worried about Jeff Wilson Jr. I heard a lot of folks talking about him running behind that San Francisco line and not being able to get it done behind a Dolphins line. And while he only had nine carries today, his season average with San Francisco this year was 5.1 yards per carry. And he averaged 5.7 behind Miami's line. And you could finally see between him and Mostert, some of those lanes that McDaniel designs and, and, and taking advantage of those. So there was a lot to like with this offense today, despite you know, again, going for it when a field goal probably would have been a wiser decision. Um, a couple of ill-advised fourth down plays. But at the same time, you can see the development and growth. And and 
these guys are still all very early in their relationship with each other. Um, it's crazy. It really he, is. He, he had, I mean, Jeff, Jeff Wilson goes out and may, uh, has, has the game winning touchdown catch. I mean, I mean, the, the, their touchdown catch that made the difference in winning and losing in a game that, you know, where, where, where the dolphins just won by three points. He looked big. He looked fast. He looked athletic and he got on the field quickly because he's familiar with the scheme. So I, I was very impressed with what we saw there from Jeff Wilson and just doing some quick math on Tua for the season, 151 for 216. Uh, so, uh, so a completion percentage of almost 70, um, 15 touchdowns, three interceptions, and another 30-point output here from the Dolphins' offense. Uh, and Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddell, again, running wide open in this game. I mean – they could not be covered, and that seems to be a common theme week by week. I mean, you're talking about Tyreek Hill, like you said, over 1,100 yards for the season, and uh, uh, Jalen Waddell catches his sixth sixth touchdown uh, of the season, and so he's got what he's he's north of 800 yards for the year. I mean, he's I think he had 85 today. So, mm-hmm. and and um, and Waddle also leads the league in average yards per reception, like. It's crazy. How asinine is it <laughs> that last year Jalen Phillips was averaging 9.8 yards a catch? I mean, Jalen Waddle, you mean? Who would I say? Jalen Phillips. Oh, Jalen Phillips. Yeah. I, 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 Jalen Waddle. I mean, he could make average. a good tight end. He's athletic enough <laughs> and has some hands. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Jalen Jalen Waddle averaging nine what, 9.8 yards a catch last year. Um, well, well, you know. That's why Brian Flores is a mediocre linebacker coach. So uh, we're just we're just lighting everybody on fire. Michael oh, Peters, the dad, best is, is Brian the Flores that that flow <laughs> tried to tried to push Tua out because he just didn't have it. One of one of my favorite things uh, just going to these games in other cities is seeing the jerseys, just the really weird jerseys. Oh, you're I going saw, there. I sent you a picture. Uh, I saw an Alex Leatherwood jersey, and I'm thinking, like, how, how do you even get a Leatherwood jersey made that quickly? You know, they did just got him, what, uh, like um, uh, six weeks ago or whatever? And then I saw a Patrick Minnelli jersey, who was the former Bears long snapper. And I'm thinking, like, oh, God. And then I saw the Dieter jerseys, and then I just lit a fire to the entire Dieter family. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. If, 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 oh, you're not. No, if, if Michael Dieter's grandmother, Gertrude Dieter, is listening to this podcast, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, I, being I, an I, okay NFL guard or center is a lot better than, you know, being a decent college one. It's uh, that, that's better than most of the planet at playing guard or center. If, if he, if, if we were really going to get into it, I would have been like, are you even going to? make the case that he's anything better than an okay center or guard i thought it was being nice but this is what happens when i try to be nice to people you know what we haven't talked about yet no the buffalo bills fans can finally stop crying about the loss to miami and start crying about losing to both the jets and being O and two in the division to start the season here that's right the jets uh win today what 20 to 17 Whew. Yeah, I, I said before, and I, I, I was telling Dolphins fans all week before the game, I was like, I, I don't think the Bills are going to lose three games this year. 
Well, are they going to win any in the AFC East? I don't know. But yeah, yes, they will. Yeah, they will. Um, but anyway, um, getting back to the game here. Well, Paul, well no, I, real quick before we move on from that, one thing that I'm going to be curious to keep an eye on this week is towards the end of that Jets-Bills game, Josh Allen's arm got hit as it was coming forward, and you could see him gingerly holding that arm for the rest of that game and, and it affecting his performance. So that's going to be something to keep an eye on because the Bills without Josh Allen, that's kind of like having a revolver without a firing pit. Yeah, it's it sure is. I, I've heard that he's going to be fine. I think after after that um, thing that happened to his to his hand, they he, he came back and he threw a, a, a twenty yard pass that should have been caught. Um, so, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, that's a uh, that would certainly turn the division on its head if there was a situation there. Um, one thing I can't get over though, Paul, is and what I'm so excited about is after seeing so much bad offensive line play over the last couple of years, the Dolphins again keep to a completely immaculate there in the pocket. Um, you know, Teron Armstead is just it, it, he's he's just beautiful to watch. Anybody who likes offensive line play, his pass protection sets, it, it was it was more even more beautiful to see him in person where it's just, it's, it's, it's almost perfection. And then uh, you're talking about him on these sweet plays. I, I never realized how fast that he gets out there on these run plays and it makes such a big difference. And then on the other side, Brandon shell, did you hear his name today? No. And there's a good reason for it because he's just doing his job at the right tackle position. Yeah. And, and so here's a stat for you actually, and this is courtesy of Valley boy sports. Josh Allen and Tua Tungavailoa both have six wins on the season. Two in two less games. That's my little add in there. The Bills have the number one scoring defense in the NFL. The Dolphins have the 25th scoring defense in the NFL. Which quarterback is more valuable for their team's success? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good point to make. I mean, I, I always go back to with Josh Allen, how um, he could just, he could just take over a game with his arm on the spot. Uh, I do. I think two is at that spot. Not, not really, but I mean, at a certain point, you can't argue with five a, a ratio of five touchdowns to one interception. And, and that's what two is doing here. I oh, mean, and Josh Allen's on pace to lead the AFC in interceptions from what I've seen. Is he? I That's a might, stat that might, came out today. Might, might, might be right. Might be right. Um, I'm going to confirm that while we're here. So, yeah, I mean, and now for the first time I am uh, looking at, you know, who the bills are playing in the next several weeks and thinking, okay, if yeah. we can get to that game in December where the dolphins go down to Buffalo and Buffalo will be favored in that game. No doubt about it. It's going to be a cold game, but if we get to that game with a chance to win it and win the division, that's when the season starts to get special. Not just a wild card team, which is what I've always had the Dolphins being, just because I anticipated the Bills being so good uh, and and winning the division. And just just to confirm, Josh Allen and Davis Mills are tied with eight interceptions right now in the AFC. One interception behind Matt Ryan, who obviously is not going to have a lot more chances to throw interceptions this year after being benched. Yeah, man, crazy. Um, 
and the Dolphins play Davis Mills here in a couple of weeks when the Texans come to Miami after the bye week. Uh, Paul, let's let's get to our grades here. Uh, Tua, I mean, uh, what what you look at that touchdown to Jalen Waddle? I mean, the anticipation and the accuracy it takes to make that throw on the road when the stakes are high, and you also look at just the chemistry he and Tyreek Hill have. I did not see a lot of missed throws from Tua at all today. Um, I mean, and the ones that were missed were by an inch or two, like that, that yeah. fourth down pass to Waddle. And on top, the other thing we have to factor in too is how many yards did he have in pass interference calls today? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. There, that uh, Tyreek Hill um, pass interference in the end zone put the put the ball at the one yard line. So you're you're talking about 302 yards passing with another, if I had to estimate, 60 or 70 yards in pass interference penalties. This is an A all day for me. I am 100% there with you. It's Tua killed it in this one again. Um, and really, without that pass interference, he would have had four touchdowns today. Yeah, and he would have had four last week, too, if uh, the Trent Shurfield uh, catch would have been reviewed. I mean, it's it's getting exciting here uh, when it comes to Tua Tungavailoa. Good for you, man. Good for you. Um, at running back, uh, Jeff Wilson, uh, at, at the very least moving forward, is you would have to think is going to be kind of a 50-50 with Raheem Mostert. But nine carries, 51 yards from Jeff Wilson, as well as uh, the, the touchdown uh, reception that, you know, that's, that's not an easy play to make when you come here just a few days ago. You know, you, you go up, you, you split out wide, uh, you, you make a move on a linebacker, catch the pass, dive to the pylon, and impress a play. So kudos to Jeff Wilson. Uh, the Dolphins never really got an established run game here, which was a little bit concerning at, at first. I mean, I, I remember looking at some point in the third quarter, and the Dolphins had rushed like just like 11 or 12 times to the running back. So it didn't really establish the ground game. But Jeff Wilson's 28-yard run, as well as touchdown catch, take this this grade up. So you know nothing flies off the page other than those two plays. So I'm going to go with a B minus for him. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion150. Then. Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. I'm going to go with a B. I, I thought they did a lot when called upon. They just weren't called upon a lot. Uh, and it's we saw the establishment of those running games. Uh, Mostert got a touchdown on the ground, and Wilson got one through the air. Uh, it, it's There was a lot to like in the limited opportunities they had, and there's not enough to, to pull that down from there. Yeah. Uh, wide receiver and tight end, I'm going to kick it back to you. I, whew, I really wish Durham Smythe hadn't looked away and, you know, right as to has started cocking his arm back on that fourth down. But that aside, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell combined for 12 receptions, 268 yards, and two scores today. This is an A-plus without anybody else involved. And Cedric Wilson suddenly showed signs of moderate life in this game. Not to be a bean counter, but I think it was twelve catches for two eighteen. But also, when you when you factor, no, that's not two eighteen. That's Waddle had five for eighty five, and Hill had seven for for one hundred forty three. Right, you're right. Shit, damn it. So, so two eighteen. But still, we talked about the pass interference penalties too. When you factor those in, it does get to that number. And and I think if if you have a thirty yard pass interference call like uh, Tyreek Hill had, as far as I'm concerned, that's as good as a reception. So uh, it, 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 that's the amazing thing is not only is this 228. Ha. Huh. Yeah. So 228. Uh, so not only does Tyreek Hill have 1100 yards in the year, he has at least another hundred in drawn pass interference penalties, which is incredible. It's very impressive. Uh, Trent Shurfield, three catches for 27 yards. Just workmanlike is, is the term I use for, for Trent Shorefield. Um, Cedric Wilson uh, caught two passes for, two, for uh, 23 yards. Also threw a couple of key blocks there. Uh, so I'm glad he's getting a little bit more involved. Mike Kosicki, one catch for three yards. But I, I always think that he is your classic decoy at this point. Um, I'm still glad the Dolphins didn't trade Kosicki because they wouldn't have gotten more than, you know, in my opinion, a third-round pick for him. At that point, I, I would have rather just hung on to him. So I am going to go with um, the receivers. I mean, they, they just can't. Hill and Waddle can't be covered. And that, that's a major thing in the game. And I'm going to go with an A minus. O line. Back to you, Kat. Offensive line here. So, uh, yeah, I mean, th- this is something I, I always look at uh, more on Sunday night, Monday morning. Um, but. When you don't hear a player's name, that's usually a good thing in a type of game like this. And the Bears, I don't believe, had a sack here in this game. They did not. Um, did not have a sack in this game. And the Lions had two sacks uh, last week on blitzes. So I, I really don't blame the offensive line much for that. And then you look at, okay, they, they didn't run the ball a lot. But still, when, when, you, when you crunch the numbers, you know, I, I, at the running back position, 18 carries, 
77 yards, a pretty decent yards per carry average there. So, I mean, I, I continue to be more and more impressed with this offensive line. And it's going to be interesting to see if Austin Jackson gets his job back over Brandon Shell. And I hope he doesn't, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, why um, would they give him Brandon Shell's job? Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. I'm going to go A- minus on this, too. I'm going to go with an A. They started to open up running lanes today. Uh, we started to see what we couldn't see when, when uh, uh, Chase Edmonds was here. And they also kept to a clean. And that's their job. I, I, I can't put it any better than that. Like, mm-hmm. it's there was one moderately low snap at one point. And that's about the only gripe I have with the O-line today. Yeah, no, no complaints out of me from that. Um, you know, the, the Dolphins win this game 35-32. Uh, so, obviously, on the defensive side of the ball, there were some issues. Um, yeah, so, so we'll, we'll, we'll start with the, with the, with the defensive line. Um, I, I credit the Dolphins' interior defensive line with how they handled the Bears' running game. Because uh, Zach Sealer, Raekwon Davis, Christian Wilkins had to win those matchups inside against uh, David Montgomery and against Khalil Herbert heading into the game. The bears running backs had, were averaging over five yards a carry in this game, 21 carries 59 yards. They did their job in that respect uh, where the running game obviously got out of control was Justin Fields and a lot of, of missed tackles. He shook off Bradley Chubb on one play, um, you know, Chubb had an opportunity uh, to take down the quarterback and really put an exclamation point on this trade. He didn't. That's not to say anything poor about him moving forward, um, but he had his chance, didn't take advantage of it right now. Um, so not a lot of pressure on, on the quarterback other than that either. So when you factor in 32 points on the board, Justin Fields having 174 rushing yards, not a lot of big plays from this unit. Uh, I'm just going to go with a straight C. I put Justin Fields' rushing yards a lot more on the D, on the the linebacker unit today than I do on the front four. Uh, I thought part of Justin Fields getting a lot of those rushing yards while there were some missed tackles and sacks. I thought he was very elusive for and avoided a lot of potential sacks in this game. Uh, which some of those I'll put on the players, some of those I won't. Um, I thought there were some hilarious moments as far as, you know, you look at, um, oh, God, I'm blanking right now. Um, When Melvin Ingram got his sack in this game and he literally was carrying a player like a backpack that was holding him from behind as he got the sack. And, you know, like there were a lot of moments like that. I thought, Phillips put a lot of pressure on. I thought Sealer had a really great fourth down stop where if he didn't come up and plug, they got the first down. Um, I thought there were a lot of very, very good moments from the D-line, and I put a lot of those Justin Fields rushing yards, like I said, on Jerome Baker, on Landon Roberts, on as good of some moments were with Duke Riley, on Duke Riley when he was in there. It's yep. they did not contain him even when they were spying him. Yeah. And that was their job. So I can give the D line a, a B here. 
they held the running backs. They made some key stops. They made some key tackles. And they did put a lot of pressure on fields, which forced him into taking off with the ball. So given that, what's your grade for the linebackers? For the linebackers? Hmm. I'm going with a D here. They struggled to cover Cole Komet. They struggled to contain um, Justin Fields. They didn't do a lot, and it was very noticeable when they didn't here. And your job as a linebacker, first and foremost, above and beyond all things, is to make tackles in a way that it isn't for the front four and it isn't for the back four. Like, yeah. that's that's where the biggest issues were today, were the linebacker unit. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to match you on the D for the you, – you Actually, I'm going to go D minus. Okay, D minus. I'll, I'll stay with a D. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's I, – I think you said it all there. I mean, they not only missed a lot of tackles, but they weren't in the right spots. Um, a, a lot of those times too. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, there's just a pretty unimpressive performance, and that's what happens when you know you go you play the Bears and they put up 32 points. You're you're going to get some grades like this. Uh, defensive back, um, you know, uh, I, I I thought it was odd Veron McKinley didn't play or wasn't active in this game. He goes from, you know, he's on the practice squad. He starts last game against the lions and now he's just flat out not active uh i i thought that was a little bit strange um but you know e even with all the points the bears put up and justin fields having three touchdowns 123 yards passing so it's really hard to dog at them all that much for this um keon crossen had a pass interference penalty and there was also another one um at the end of the game that should have been uh, quite honestly flagged as well. Uh, and but he did a beautiful the, on that one. It was a beautiful job of swapping arms on the side away from the referee. Like it really was. If you say so, uh, I, I promise I rewatched that play about seven times and was point. And my wife looked at me and goes, can they do that? And I went, no, but it's only a penalty if they see it. And you know, at one point he had, I can't remember if it was his left arm first that was away from the ref. And as, as the receiver spun around, he swapped it to his right where you couldn't see it. Man. Yeah. It's, it was definitely pass interference. Um, but Hey, those calls tend to even out, you know, and you know, the, the dolphins have been on the wrong side of those calls. Uh, they, they were on the wrong side of those during their three game losing streak. And, and I've always said, you can't, you can't blame the refs unless it's just absolutely egregious throughout the game. I don't think that was the case. Uh, I, and I, I make the same argument if the Dolphins lose. Like, if, 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 you, if that happens, you've got to overcome it. And sometimes they work in your favor, sometimes they don't, and this time it did. But overall, I thought it was an impressive performance there. Uh, Cater Kohu, I don't see many passes he let up. Xavier Howard had one or had the uh, Darnell Mooney touchdown against him, but overall Mooney seven catches, 43 yards. Um, so it's, it, it, to me, it was an impressive performance from the defensive backs and any, any offensive explosion from the bears obviously came on the ground from Justin Fields. So I'm going to go B plus for defensive backs. I'm going to go with an A minus here, especially when 
Cater Kohu was called out before the game for being one of the matchups to target in fantasy for Mooney going up against him today. And literally, I think Cater Kohu actually retweeted it with, bro, he had one catch for nine yards. Good looking out. Like, it's, I thought the safeties played well. Javon Holland was all over the field. Eric Rowe was all over the field. Um, Cater Kohu led the team in tackles. Xavier uh, Howard got a little bit robbed on what I think should have been an interception there. I thought that was a pretty weak pass interference call, to be 100% honest with you on that one. So maybe the one later was a makeup call. I don't know. But it, overall, I thought they played well. They, they, yeah, no, it, it's, I can go. I'm going to go with an A minus for, for the secondary. The problems were at the second level today, not the third. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I don't disagree with any, anything you said there. Uh, special teams, um, Jason Sanders badly misses it, just a chip shot field goal that would have put the Dolphins up by 10. You know, just when I'm starting to feel like Jason Sanders has completely come back and he's done great the last two games, he misses a kick like that. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> I totally forgot too at the tailgate. Somebody was wearing a number two jersey, which I thought I, I went up to him because I thought it was like, how'd you get a Bradley Chubb jersey made so quickly? And it was a Matt Hawk jersey. Um, instead, Every time I see Chubb run around, I think of Matt Hawk. <laughs> I'm like, that's so, a punter number, bro. <laughs> I agree. And so I started talking to him and, and his family is close with the, with, with the Hawk family. And he, and, and he said, and the guy was talking about um, how, Matt Hawk did such, you know, how we used to bomb these kicks. And I agreed with that. And I was like, but then he shanked so many other punts too. All right. See ya. Bye. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm just running rough shot all Maybe you over these stop family walking up members. to people in jerseys and talking to them. Yeah. I'm just, I, I, at the end of the day, I was like, oh man, I was kind of a dick a couple of times today to the family member. Could you imagine if I met Jonathan Martin's cousin or something? I mean, God, it would, it would get I'm ugly. glad you weren't with me when I met Paul Sully. <laughs> That's all I'm going to no, say. No, Sully, I would have ranted and raved about Sully. Uh, uh, look, I, I don't know what would have come out of your mouth in the moment. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, but special teams, uh, Sanders. So you, you, you have two big plays here the Sanders missed field goal, but the bigger play was obviously the Jalen Phillips uh, uh, blocked punt picked up by Andrew Van Giggle for a touchdown. Uh, so that was certainly a bigger play there than the Sanders missed field goal. Other than that, um, nothing really comes to mind. Thomas as... Moore said on his one punt today, flipped the field with a 51. Yes, yard he pop. did. Yes, he did. And that is just such a common theme, very common theme. Um, so when you start weighing the pros against the cons, uh, I'm going to go with a B for the special teams. I'm going to go with a – God damn you, Jason Sanders. Like, It would be an A. It, it's – this should be an A when you block a punt and get a touchdown. It should. Yep. And shanking a short field goal that badly, like, you, you can't blame the wind for missing by that much, especially from that close. Like – Oh, oh it, it was not the wind. No. And, 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 and I'll tell you what, the, the wind, 
the wind was a pain in the butt yesterday, but it was not really a factor today. I no, I'm, there is I'm, no I'm, amount yeah. of wind that could have been responsible for that. I'm going to um, go with a B plus and it's Jason Sanders. Goddamn fault. Uh, yeah, I agree with you on that. I agree. Um, so Paul dolphins win this game here. Who's your player of the game? Who's your Coke bus player? I'm going to give Tyreek the player of the game. It's he's been such a difference maker this year and really opened up this offense. Uh, I don't even think I need to explain that. The first player in the Super Bowl era that's the fastest to, to a thousand receiving yards, and he does it by going over 1,100 instead. Um, you know, just an extra bonus hundred yards. He's literally almost 250 yards behind the second leading receiver in the or ahead of the second leading receiver in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's doing it on only four more catches than Cooper Cup. Like, he, it's ridiculous what he's doing right now, and even more ridiculous when you factor in what he and Waddle are doing. As, as far as my my Coke bus player of the game, I was firmly staring at a Landon Roberts, but I'm also staring at Jason Sanders because Sanders could have made this, you know, a bigger a bigger margin here that we needed. In, in, in critical moments if we hadn't gotten that that fourth down stop at the end but i gotta give it to landon roberts anytime you allow a quarterback to just run ragged on you and i know a lot of the chat's probably going to argue with me and say jerome baker should have got it i said for the first nine games last year J- jerome baker's a middle linebacker that if you put outside you're neutralizing his game so Jerome Baker's faults I put on Josh Boyer right now and a Landon Roberts faults I put on a Landon Roberts lap and if you're that linebacker in the middle of the field of Landon Roberts and Justin Fields is running wild on you like Hulkamania guess what you are going on the coke bus for me today fair enough uh I am gonna give it to Jerome Baker my coke bus player of the game um yeah not in the right spots a lot of the time and Justin Fields ran wild and it's his job to control the middle of that field there um, and have the range to do that. So didn't get done. Um, my player of the game, back to back weeds to a tongue of Iloa gets it uh, player of the game. I mean, I, I thought he was incredibly accurate and you, you look at some of these passes to Hill and Waddle. Yeah, they get open, but man, he fits the ball into tight spots and it was a pleasure to see they're on field level up front. Um, the, the job that he did there uh, and, and the dolphins have officially their answer, a quarterback. And it's, it's, it's wonderful me, for me to be able to sit here and say that after we sat here for year after year with Tannehill and Chad Henney and all these other guys here were, we're just like, eh, I don't know. But yeah, two, I, what, I want to answer something from chat real quick, just because it goes back to what I just said about Landon Roberts. It, Two Pistols said, E-Rob is trash, yes, but he's a good leader, and I respect that. I respect being a good leader, too. Mike McDaniels is a good leader. I don't want him at middle linebacker, period. Like, you know, if E-Rob's such a good leader, go be a goddamn coach. Right. But hang it up if you can't stop a mobile quarterback. Now, in fairness, we, we've said week after week, he's had an impressive season. Um. You know, he's hit, he's, he's hit more than he's missed as the Terrell Buck, Buckley of, of linebackers. But yes. this season, he didn't hit shit. 
For this yeah. game, he didn't hit shit. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, he was he was not he was not good in this game. None of the linebackers were. Um, it, on on these third and short plays, you know, he's usually the teeth of, de- of the defense on these run plays. Uh, didn't have a lot of those opportunities here today because the you know, the Bears were usually getting first downs before it got to those third and shorts. So, um, Paul, that's going to do it for our breakdown here of the Dolphins 35-32 win over the Bears. I'm Brian Kett, NFL Paul's Fanatic underscore pick. Uh, join us on as well on Fin Fanatic and the Fan Sided Network, as well as all of our social media outlets: Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, everything. Dolphins are six and three. And they're going to be heavily favored in the next two games. Very exciting stuff. Thank you for joining us here. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the fin side. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.